Welcome back. That's insane. That's insane. Locker Room Ladies Season 3. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. We have big things coming in 2023. Oh my, my name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you so much for joining us again on April 6th. I'm Charlotte Payne. I'm Maddie, you guys. It is Thursday, which means a brand new episode of Locker Room Ladies, and we have so much to discuss since our last yeah, episode. We really do, Maddie. First, let's wish a very happy Passover and a happy Easter to those who celebrate. Uh, hopefully, you get to spend a lot of good time with your families this weekend. Um, thank God spring is here, by the way, because I was sick of winter. I know you don't know what that means now that you live in South Florida, but I do, so... All of our all of our Northeast viewers are very excited <laughs> that we are entering the spring era. And with that, March Madness has also ended, and we have a lot to unpack. But spring is also just good vibes, Charlotte. I feel like today I just woke up. I was in such a good mood. I went to the gym. I did the knockoff Ooh, Peloton nice. bike in my building. I, I just felt like yesterday I wore a bright color to work, and I'm usually more of like an all-black or neutral kind of girl. But mm-hmm. spring just hits different. I don't know. It's good vibes. It does. I feel like I want to be colorful. I have my nice like orange and green Miami nails that are super bright and fun and I've kept them okay. on after the game. So that's love, kind love, of getting love. me in a springy vibe. I don't know. Love springtime. It's feeling good this year. I'm down. And it and it means we're just one step closer to summer. I'm very excited. And one step closer to football season. And one step closer to the season. <laughs> and the draft. Alrighty. And the draft is coming up. You're right. We'll get into we'll get that there. next week. Because, yeah, we're going to have to start talking draft. But before <laughs> we get there, let's recap this tournament. And let's start off by honoring the entire LSU women's basketball organization as our locker room ladies this week. I guess that includes some gentlemen, if there are any gentlemen in that organization. Because that team is the best team in all of women's basketball. Yes. I have the chills. They beat number t- number three LSU, beats number two Iowa to win their first national championship in program history. This team, Maddie, I did not predict this. I could not have seen this coming. Mm-mm. The This was the most exciting game to watch. Even more exciting, we'll get into that later, than perhaps the men's championship game this year. <laughs> this- this LSU team, they wanted it so bad. They were so hungry for it. We've seen the memes throughout this tournament with their coach dancing on the sidelines. And her sparkles and, and in her feathers. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, this team came and they proved that they are the best team. They're versatile. They're great off the bench. They have Angel Reese, who we'll get into, who is just so dominant on the court. They finished 34-2 and two this season. They've only lost twice. I mean, let that sink in. 36 games. How many minutes is that? Let's do the math. 40 minutes times 36. Oh, God. I don't know why I bring this math up um, on myself. Wait, 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 wait. 144? 1,444 okay, that- minutes. I left a zero they, off. I left a zero off, but did. I got one for four. You did. That was really good. I'm really okay. proud of you. Math is not our strong suit. <laughs> it isn't, but you're better at it than I am. But <laughs> the point is, these ladies, I mean, that's insane to just lose two times. Um, and the last note I have on that game is probably my favorite. 
The national championship game peaked at 12.6 million viewers. They averaged 9.9 the whole game. Uh, that's up 103% from last year's national championship. And there was a record-breaking attendance of almost, or I'm sorry, over 350,000 people wow. throughout the entire women's tournament. So wow. this is what we should be talking about, Maddie. These amazing victories in women's sports. I feel like this one was even greater than the one last year. And we are getting there, Maddie. Charlotte. We are getting there. No disrespect there. to my South Carolina girls. I'm still a little no. bit – My heart is still a little bit sore after that loss. But I am very excited for LSU. It's always exciting just to see these college athletes get to the pinnacle of their college careers and get the championship. Because when you think about it, like, you have to remember that these are still kids. Like, these are students. They, I always think it's so funny whenever teams advance to, like, the Final Four and to – the championship because they have to go back to school in between like the sweet 16 and the elite eight and the final four. Like I always think that that's so funny. Cause it's like, you're, you're right on the road to a championship run. <laughs> and like in between it's like, hang on, just got to do a quick English lit class. I know, right? Which I just think is the funniest thing. So hanging I just out think at the athlete such... fountain. <laughs> do you remember it's the just... athlete fountain? Yes. It's just very special and it's going to be a lifelong memory for everyone that was a part of this team. And just congratulations to everyone who worked so hard to get this team to that point. Shout out to their coach, Kim Mulkey. Just an awesome, awesome performance this entire season from LSU and couldn't be happier for them. Yeah, there are two teams standing as the greatest in college basketball, and that is LSU and UConn for the men's teams. So celebrate ladies because you deserve this and you've earned this with all those amazing things being said Maddie the one thing that's been really permeating through social media this week following this championship game has been the drama between Caitlin Clark and Angel Angel Reese and we have to get into it a little bit here because we would be remiss if we didn't talk about this. Charlotte's favorite phrase <laughs> yes no but so, seriously we need to get into Charlotte this. we talked a little bit this week about the situation. Uh, do you want to share your take on it first? And then I'll kind of explain kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. So everybody I'm sure listening to this podcast right now knows what happened with Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark and what I'm talking about. And if you don't, I'll give you the very brief synopsis. Basically in the championship game, Angel Reese did a little, you can't see me hand motion over the face and she was kind of walking with Caitlin Clark after that LSU game, after that win, um, around the court, taunting her a little bit, for lack of a better term to, to describe Wait, it. Wait, but tell them why she did that specific move. She, she was doing this hand gesture because in the game before, Caitlin Clark was quote-unquote taunting another teammate on a different team when she won in the Final Four. She was doing the same, you can't see me, hand over the face. The John Cena. John Cena hand, the hand gesture. gesture. A little bit, a little, a little cocky, a little, you know, look at me. So that's what happened. And people online are going crazy over this, saying very derogatory things and comparing the two situations. And which which I, I'm just going to cut in right there. Please. I personally just think the comparison is – completely irrelevant. I don't think that there's a comparison there. I think it's totally two different situations. 
But the bottom line is that it's unfortunate that this is dominating the conversation right now, but I'll let Charlotte continue on kind of her reaction to the whole conversation. My reaction to this, Maddie, was changed a little bit when I was listening to all the different commentators, Swin Cash and Kenny Smith and all of these different amazing sports minds talk about basketball as a culture because this situation, we could deem it that we're maybe talking about this only because they're women. We could say we were were comparing the a black woman and a white woman. There are a lot of different avenues that social media is going down right now. And Kenny Smith said it the best. And he seriously opened my perspective up a little bit saying, this happens all the time in basketball. It is a part of the sport. It's a part of the game. We see this across all sports, but it's a basketball thing. People trash talk. They get into it. They use their hands. They sh- the crowd. We've seen this all before. And he said he believes that although this happens all the time, we as the fans don't see it. So us with our Twitter fingers, we're not accustomed to seeing you can't see me taunting after the game. Because not all, it doesn't always get caught on camera, but this time it did. And these times it has. So it's interesting that we are putting a bird's eye view. We're putting a, a, a lens on this situation that even the ladies themselves have said, this happens all the time. I'm a fan of the other person. Why is this an issue? Because we're making it an issue on social media. So I think that my perspective on it, now my opinion on it is that it's part of the game. Let the girls play. We let the guys play. We don't really t- we don't get into it with the guys. Let's talk about the accomplishments. And that's what Maddie said. And Maddie changed my mind about that too. So I will let you talk about that cuz that was that was your thing. <laughs> All right. So both of the women like Charlotte said have kind of come out and been like there's no beef here. There's no hard feelings. No like we're good. What happens on the court? It's part of the game. I don't take it personally. You shouldn't either. And that's kind of what the reaction between Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese both has been publicly. That being said, I think I've said on this podcast before how I feel about gestures like the you can't see me kind of thing. I've mentioned before the specific example I remember giving in the past on the show is the Tyreek Hill peace sign and the back flipping into the end zone. And we talked about this whenever the NFL was deciding to kind of crack down on the, the taunting. Uh, like the last season or the season Years before. Ago. Yeah. yeah. And I and I said that I, I kind of was not super mad about that that focus for the referees because I think it's unnecessary. I always think like the showboating kind of like backflipping into the end zone, showing off, it comes off cocky to me. And if you look at the clip of Caitlin Clark doing it against South Carolina in the final four to me you look at that clip and I just think she's being cocky like let the scoreboard speak for itself let your performance speak for itself you're winning the game like Mm -hmm. just you don't need to do that you can't see me guess what they're thinking that because they're looking at the scoreboard and they see that they're about to be eliminated from the tournament so it's just unnecessary in my opinion same thing with the Angel Reese thing it's unnecessary you're up you're about to Get that real ring on your finger. You don't need to draw an imaginary one and point it at the girl's face because guess what? They know. They know. And and also your performance was outstanding. Both of these ladies have had outstanding appearances in this tournament and outstanding seasons. And like everyone's already talking about how amazing they are on the court and how 
they're doing things that no one else can do and no one can guard her and no one can stop her. And they're both really, really, really standing out amongst their teammates and amongst their peers in women's basketball. And that is what the conversation should be. So for me, it's kind of disappointing and a little bit upsetting to see a hand gesture as the thing that's dominating the conversation. What we should be talking about when, when you Google Angel Reese, the first thing that should come up is that she broke the single season record for women's D1 college basketball that's for double crazy. doubles. Like, that's crazy. That, that, Maddie, we need to unpack that. We will. And what was my mind? We'll, and we'll unpack that in a second. I'm going to break down their records. Yes. But, but that's the first thing that should come up. Like, that's the thing that should happen. It shouldn't say Angel Reese responds to taunting drama. Like, that. that's the thing that bothers me about this. Like, let your performance on the court speak for you. And that's kind of the, the – the, and I think – that it's hard to say like when you're in that emotional state I mean even as a fan I mean it's, it's fun to do trash talk and I think trash talk is totally fine and like chirping a little bit totally fine but I think whenever you let it overshadow your performance on the court whenever your performance is something that should speak for itself and does speak for itself and is so impressive mm-hmm. it's just disappointing like why are you giving people fuel to their fire there's already yeah in women's sports we're already facing that battle of having people not appreciate how talented these women are and not look at how incredible Mm -hmm. these feats that they're accomplishing are. We're already seeing that. So why add fuel to the fire and why gear the conversation towards literally what is petty drama instead of these incredible record-breaking, ceiling-shattering accomplishments that they're having in their season and in their careers. And when you look at Caitlin Clark, same thing. When I Google her name, I literally just typed in Caitlin Clark before this episode to pull some stats and all of the top search results, Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark taunting, Caitlin Clark drama, like that was all the results. And it was just sad for me because that it literally talk shows are inviting these ladies on their shows to ask them about this. And they shouldn't, they shouldn't be asking, like, that's not what we should care about. It should be like, Hey, Caitlin, how do you feel about having dropped 41 points in back-to-back games, which is the first time that's ever happened, consecutive 40-point games in the history of the women's tournament? Like, what was that like for you? That's what I want to hear her talk about. I don't want to hear her talk about- How did you do that? Yeah, I don't want to hear her talk about, like, what was going through her head when someone was putting their hand in front of their face. Like, it's so petty and dumb, and it's just like a media frenzy at this point. And I just think that- the bottom the answer, line. The answer is obvious. How do you feel? How, what was going through your head when you were doing this? I'm better than you. I, I know exactly what's going through her head. We don't even need to talk about it. Exactly. And everyone, everyone in that stand. Scoring 80 points in over two games. Yeah. And everyone in those stands knows, can see which is the better team. You can see it. You just right. got to look at the scoreboard. You just got to look at the stat book. Right. And at the, the other thing is too, I, I'll say one more thing. Once the game is over, and I'm all for celebrations. I'm all for fun celebrations and celebrating with your teammates and maybe even doing a fun little dance. I'm all for, for that. Or or even, like, just – I think trash talk is fine, but I think whenever you're blatantly, like, singling out and just trying to do stuff, it just comes off cocky. And mm-hmm. especially, especially once the game has ended. 
once you win the game, it's over. Shake, it's shake the person, the team that you beat's hands, shake their hands, tell them good game, and go celebrate with your team. You just won the national championship. All you should care about is the feeling of euphoria and just excitement that you're feeling right now and just go be with your teammates and be happy. Absolutely. Like, I don't know. I just think like it's, it's overshadowing it. And it's, it's sad because truthfully, like, I think these are both former locker room ladies from earlier this season yeah. and they've both had incredible historic seasons. And let's, let's get into their stats because I think that's the conversation we should be talking about what they've done on the court and how incredible it's been for the sport of women's basketball and just for women's sports in general. Maddie, I totally agree. And so kind of to recap, what I'm thinking is a little trash talk's fine. Let's not (laughs) chastise X person or Y person. Let everybody have fun. Let's not go crazy. I mean, let the game speak for itself, like you said. Maddie says, I don't don't want them to taunt. I, I, I don't like it at all. I don't like it in basketball. I don't like it in football. And I totally am with you, Maddie. Where we meet, where we agree is that we should not even be talking about this. Why are we talking about this when there are such amazing things happening in these like jaw-dropping statistics, jaw-dropping statistics, genuinely? Daddy, and and <laughs> we knew this. We knew this logically, but this Angel restat that you mentioned earlier literally made my mouth drop to the floor. Thirty-four double doubles. This season. That, that sounds like a lot when you yep, hear that number. Thirty-four double doubles in a season. That sounds like a ton. And it is because it's the most in a single season in women's yeah. basketball history, like I said, in college basketball in, for women's. It's the most in a single season. But when you break that number down, yes, like Charlotte did for they played 36 games this season. So that means 36. she got a double double in all but two appearances. In a, in a single season, that's absolutely incredible. I mean, I, it's exciting if you get a double-double, like, once. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a feat. It's, it's hard to do. It's not yeah. easy. Like, the fact that she can't did even, it yeah. so consistently to be able to do it, 34 mm-hmm. out of 36 games is absolutely unheard of. And it literally is because mm-hmm. it's a record. And the only time she didn't record a double-double, those two times, she played 20 minutes against Georgia. They lost that game. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They played 20 minutes against Georgia, and they won that game. So, okay, she's having a bad day. Whatever. People have bad days. I have 36 bad days in a season. (laughs) She only has one, so that's – I mean, let that sink in. The other time she didn't record a double-double was when they were playing number one South Carolina, and they were ranked number one in the AP poll – I don't blame her. I couldn't do it either. So, I mean, it speaks for itself. This is what we should be talking about. And there's so much yes. else to say about Angel Reese, Maddie. Yes. And she she was also first team AP All-American, first team All-SEC, first team All-SEC defensive team honors. Like the list goes on. We've had her as a locker room before lady. We've had her as a locker room lady before for a reason. Because you Barbie. We literally, love her. she she's incredible and she's successful and she's changing the game and I love that people are talking about women's sports I love that there's a conversation but I hate that the conversation is focused on something that doesn't really have to do with what they did on the court like what how they played I I wish the conversation was about the fact that she broke the single season record for double doubles like that's unbelievable and so impressive and both of these ladies 
are in my mind without a doubt going to the WNBA and are going to have 100%. incredible careers in front of them and have already had incredible careers to this moment. And, and they both had amazing seasons and got so far and got to the very end and there can only be one winner. And they both like left it all out on the court. And, and I just think it's so admirable what they've done. And, and that's what the conversation needs to be about. Like looking at Caitlin Clark, she scored 191 points throughout the tournament. And like we had mentioned, she dropped 41 points in back-to-back games to break that that record about consecutive 40-point games, which is crazy because that's like that's 82 points over the that's course of lot. two games. Like that's nuts. That's literally nuts. And then I'm like, she also I'm like one for ten from the free throw line this tournament. <laughs> she also had a 41-point triple double in the Elite Eight, which was the first in NCAA tournament history. In both men's and women's. Like, it's never happened in either NCAA tournaments, which is crazy. She She broke the single – She broke broke the women's single tournament assist record with 60 dimes. Crazy. And the single tournament record for the most threes. So that's the conversation. And the only reason that we we talked about – the drama on social media is because again, we would be remiss if we didn't, we have to bring it up. We are locker room ladies. This is a woman's in sports podcast, but that's why we wanted to shift the narrative. We wanted to talk about how amazing both of these players are because they both know it. They're fans of each other's. Let's go right to the source. Listen to these ladies. They said enough of this. And if anything, I really hope that the fact that this conversation and and this drama went so viral, I hope that that's just going to be more viewers next season like I hope maybe more viewership I hope we're going to break more of those records for women's basketball viewership and people that are interested and I hope that at the very least young girls out there start maybe being interested in playing basketball or going into sports broadcast or going into the sports industry because of something that they heard because the conversation at least was happening and and I know they say like all press is good press like no press is bad press whatever that phrase is yes bad press is good press all press is good press whatever Sure, but I just think that you said it earlier, Charlotte, like in terms of the men's, I feel like this conversation wouldn't have gone on so long if it happened in the men's tournament or if it happened in the NBA. Like no one would be talking this much about something that didn't have to do with like their play on the court. And I think it's in part this weird social media era that we live in. And we were talking about it a couple weeks ago before the tournament started. We have a front row seat. To this tournament like never before and I felt like it was you don't even have to be there bit, <laughs> to be able to see what's happening exactly. on the sidelines and the broadcast has always brought us there but now we have Twitter and we have Instagram and we have TikTok and we have Facebook and all these YouTube and all these live streams of different things like I could sit at home on my couch and watch somebody else live stream from the court side and have the broadcast of the game on my TV literally it, the, so I do think there there are some amazing We're things. We're seeing TikToks of people celebrating in the locker room. Like, yeah. I get to see Coach L dance after Miami wins exactly. games. Exactly. Like, that's incredible. Exactly. It's, 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 it's a blessing and a curse, truly. Because exactly. then everything exactly. you do now is also on a spotlight. Because if the broadcast exactly. camera doesn't pick it up, someone's cell phone probably did. So it's like and it's going to be exactly. on Twitter no matter what. Like you said, we don't exactly. see a lot of the stuff. But I think as technology grows and grows, we're going to start hide. seeing more and more of it. I mean, you go on public now, like – you might end up on someone's TikTok if you do something stupid. Who knows? 
Yeah, and it's kind of a good sentiment for all those people listening out there. Be careful what you do. You never know how someone's going to perceive something. And if you have a platform, you have to be very careful. That's why Maddie and I choose what we talk about very carefully. We wanted to talk about this because we wanted it to be, we wanted to shift the narrative. And we understand that this is on the internet streaming for anybody to listen to. And I would challenge if anyone asks you, I would challenge our listeners, if anyone asks you what you think about the whole Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark thing, or what do you think about what Caitlin Clark did? And if they ask it in that way where it's a little vague, my response would be, oh my goodness, you mean the fact that Caitlin Clark dropped 41 points in back-to-back games or the fact that Angel Reese broke the, the double-double record in a single season? Like I would respond with that because I think that I'm the, going the idea is that you just need to shift the narrative and talk about the good. And I think that that goes with everything. It's, it's just like we've had so much negativity in the past – three years, seriously, like since 2020, it's just been like every time you turn on the TV, it's negative. And, and it, it just doesn't need to be that way because what they did is incredible and they both should be so damn proud of their performance this season and, and in this tournament. And I'm proud of them and cheering them on. Amen. And with that, I think we should take a little break. Everybody digest that. <laughs> Let's cheer on these girls and women from the sideline as we always do and we'll be back in 30 quick seconds welcome back to locker room ladies thanks for hanging in during the break maddie we gotta discuss we'll go we'll do a quick moment of reflection for (laughs) our miami hurricanes men's basketball team with their historic run in the Final Four. Oh my goodness, I was on the edge of my seat. They fought the good fight. They, they did. did not stop. And they did not, they, could, they couldn't do it. I mean, can you beat UConn, really? Apparently the answer is no. I think if they had gotten uh, matched up with either of the other two teams in the Final Four, they would have gone to the final, but I do not think they would have been able to beat UConn in the final. But I mean, you I, can't talk about hypotheticals. It's neither here nor there. However, here's what I'll say, Charlotte. Since we're on on the subject of talking about the positivity, getting rid of the negativity. I love this. As as a deep, like deep-rooted, born and raised, I bleed orange and green Miami Hurricanes fan and alum, proud alum, go Canes. Still have, like I said, I still have my Miami (laughs) nails on. Still have my Miami nails on. I was a little sad on Saturday, of course, Mm -hmm. as – yeah. I think it's the natural reaction. I, I had to shut it off. I was not watching this anymore. I didn't. It was want disappointing. It was yes, it was totally disappointing, it was, totally and sad. it was sad just because even against all odds, which Miami seriously got there against all odds, yeah. you do like the fan, and you just has that glimmer of hope. Like, could this be our year? Could this finally be? And Show. the answer is yes, this could be our year, and this was our year, and this was an incredible year for us. And if you look at Miami's history. And if you look at the, the basketball program, I think they just restarted it up like back in the 80s. And since the program has been around, we've only reached the Elite Eight twice. And it was last year and this year. That's incredible in itself. The fact that totally. the fact that we reached the Elite Eight last year was amazing and was just such a glimmer of hope for the future of Miami basketball. Amazing. The fact that we reached the Elite Eight again, same thing. Incredible. Wow. I can't believe Coach L did this twice in a row. He really is I think he passes the GOAT test at this point, Coach L. Oh, and I, do, I believe he did. On. You can't just drop that on me. And 
we can't he does. Do that. He totally does. If we were ended tomorrow, he would absolutely be a goat. Oh my God, wait. Yes. You want to hear a funny story? My friend and I, about Coach L, my friend and I, <laughs> we, we've been wanting to get fish, like a pet fish. Okay. My friend Jake. And he wants to fish and I want to fish and they can be fish friends, whatever. And he had Miami to win the entire tournament. <laughs> and I obviously am a Miami Hurricanes fan, having them also win in my my hopes and dreams. Um, and he was like, okay, when this summer we'll finally get a fish. And if Miami wins, we'll name our fish Coach Jim Laraniega. And we could be like, hey, Coach L. So we were going to have I a love that. So I think you still have to do it, and, even though they didn't win, and, you still have to do it. I know. I kind of like still want to have the fish and name it Coach L, but the the name that we had decided before was Salt and Pepper. I don't know where that came from, but I I don't know. Maybe its nickname can be Coach L. Hey, Coach L, how you doing? Like yours could be Salt, and it's like the L in Salt stands for Coach L. Coach L. Don't forget the Enye. So, or we could just call him the Goat because Maddie just. I think he does because it's pretty impressive. He is a goat. I love that. That being said. The fact that he did got to the Louis eight twice in a row, incredible. And then not only that, topping that, beating out a one seed to get to the final four, absolutely incredible. Sorry, we beat out a one seed to get to the elite eight, and then we beat yes. out a two seed to get to the number the, the final four. Yep. Had to correct myself there. Texas was a yes. two seed. Houston was a one seed. That's right. Regardless, beat a one and a two seed. Incredible. As a five seed, just this this team has just exceeded so many expectations. And I'm just so, so happy for them. And they all just seem like they're having so much fun under Coach L's leadership. And they're just they're playing with their hearts. And, and I love to see it. And they're just having a blast. And that's exactly what all you can ask for as a fan. I'm like getting emotional even thinking about it. But I, although it was sad, obviously, to see our team lose – in the final four, reflecting back on it, I'm just so excited for what's to come for the future of our program and the future of our school. And Coach Al does not seem like he's going anywhere anytime soon. I think this is only going to bring on more recruits. Yes, we're going to lose some players to the draft. Shout out Jordan Miller. But it's exciting for them because I'm excited to root for them in the NBA. And, Mm -hmm. And the fact is, the fact of the matter is, you don't want to get too you don't want to get too crazy, Charlotte. You know, okay, so last year we broke a program record by making it to the Elite 8. This year, we broke a program record again by making it to the Final 4. So we couldn't go all out in the in these two You're years. Right. I mean, like that would almost next be like peaking too soon. It's like next year we need to top the previous mm. year. So like we're slowly climbing the mountain. It's not like yeah. we have to reach the pinnacle too soon and run out of our energy. Yeah, right. So I You're feel like we're right. doing it the right way. <laughs> Slow and steady wins the race. That's what I'm going to tell myself. And another little silver lining for those of you who um, are love, following along at home. Yeah. <laughs> and for who want the more positivity in this. Yes. I actually said this like five minutes after the game ended. UConn in their NCAA tournament appearance beat every single team by 15 points or more. Except for you, Miami. They beat them by 13. So it's a small little, small little nugget of Go appreciation Canes. for our Canes who Go Canes. UConn baby. had a dominant run, absolutely oh without question, deserved that title. And no one could beat them. And no one could even lose by less than 15, except for you, Miami, who lost by 13. So I take that as a win. And 13 is one of my favorite numbers. So 
I think it's a good sign, and I'm just ready to keep on rooting for my Miami Hurricanes every year for the rest of my life. But I'm hoping to see a national title in the near future, Charlotte. That's my take on it. I love that. I'm with you. I think he passes the goat test. I think this is only the beginning for the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, maybe it's just our sign that next year we should be there. <laughs> and we're like, you know what? We won't maybe. win this this year for you guys. We'll do it. You got to go next year. Um, UConn, though, Maddie, is so dominant. It's The dominance is so real. I am so proud, not of UConn, <laughs> as much as a Miami Hurricane fan I am, uh, I'm proud of Dan Hurley because he really brought that team. He came in and he turned that team around and he did a really, really good job with them. And he also, th- there was a cute moment in a little press conference uh, or a little post-game interview where he shouted out to his wife and he said, I couldn't be doing this without her support. Mm-hmm. So it kind of circles back to what we ch- like to talk about on this podcast. Um, in terms of positivity, let's not remember the coaches' wives and the the – the women behind these men yes. who uh they're they're better hats shout out carol from better yes. <laughs> they're better hats exactly um so i i thought it was amazing they trailed for like i don't remember the number but it was very small like two minutes in the tournament or in the Which championship game that's like that's ridiculous completely like, dominant run congratulations dominant run. However, the run was so dominant that I think the game was just so boring. Oh, my god! And I'm just going to say it. I'm just flat out going to say it, Maddie. I was watching that game from home, and I, you know, it's this. I think it was the second half. I halftime had just ended and watched it's the second half. And the next thing I know, I look at my phone, and it's 4 o'clock in the morning. I fell asleep. <laughs> you fell asleep. I hate to admit this, but I, I fell asleep. Granted, oh, so you know, it was kind of madness in my life too. Yes. Like last couple of weeks, I think I was a little hungover for lack of a better word. <laughs> but I was like, I for missed one word. shining moment. So I pulled up on my phone, one shining moment. I was like, oh, so I love one shining moment. I'm, I think I'm like so one of the funny. only people in the world who that's their favorite part of the championship. But You're yeah, so I fell funny. asleep. I fell asleep. Sorry. It's just like, it's like when you slept through the Yankees no hitter. That was not my proudest moment. Just, when you recounted that story to me, you were like, I was texting her. I was calling her. I was freaking out. I was like, she can't be – she has to be watching this, right? Like, maybe she's not looking at her phone. I don't know. I was, like, losing it. Dude, I well, must have been some kind of tired. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the episode for today. So let's be positive this weekend. Yes, that's our message from the locker room ladies. Yes. Look on the bright side. Think about the positivity in the situation. It's springtime, guys. It's springtime and good vibes. And that's where we'll leave you. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Come back next week. Uh, We're going to highlight a couple fun things in the world of baseball. And we will celebrate Jackie Robinson Day. So stay tuned.